millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, okay, listen now for the click track, everybody. Uh, and away we go. This is uh, track one. Take one, yeah. One, two, three, four. My name is Sonic Architect Adam Shanahan and this is Before the Encore. We're back again, um, the end of another month, certainly sunnier this time. Um, absolutely delighted to be back. Um, it's great to like keep doing this, honestly. like This is such a joy, um, being able to sit down with music industry heads and chat all about their work and about their life and you know all of the... Uh, twists and turns in their careers that have led them to this point and every story like every story to date has been so so interesting so it's great to be back for another episode this month for those of you who don't know what before the encore is all about before the encore is a music industry deep dive and um, particularly uh, focusing on people behind the artists so we're talking about music industry experts which is producers mix engineers pr management um We've had conversations with studio uh, studio managers. We've had conversations with mix engineers. Um, it, it, it's been it's been great so far. It hasn't been going on that long. It's been about a year now. Um, I really am so glad that this has continued in the way it did, and it's like such a lovely uh, little passion project for me as well. Genuinely is, um, and it, I'm so so grateful that you guys keep coming back. Uh, to listen to these chats because um, it is spurring me on to keep doing them and hopefully you know the goal is to be able to provide the information back that isn't necessarily readily available um, about you know all of these different walks of life behind the curtain of the music industry and that's not just in Ireland it's abroad as well so uh, we want to kind of give uh, I personally want to give a broad spectrum of uh, information to be able to you know to let people hear what's actually going on and for them then to maybe be able to make informed decisions about possibly getting into the music industry or, you know, 
listening to an interview and maybe hearing, oh, actually, you know what, this sounds pretty, you know, this sounds up my street. I'd really like to give it a go. Um, so uh, I don't know if I've hit that yet, but let's hope it leaves a lasting legacy anyway. Um, yeah, thanks very much for sticking with me. For the Encore's part of the No Encore Music Podcast, um, which services everyone's ears every Friday, giving us uh, a nice insight into some music news, um, usually an album review and then a top five musical shootout, which is always, always fun, really is. And, you know, it can, it can you know, change widely based on, you know, the topics can change all the time, but like are always so insightful and it's a real nice um, it's a real nice insight into uh, Dave Hanready and Craig Fitzpatrick our, our weekly hosts is a real insight into excuse me their um, their thought process and what you know really um, what gets them going and what's kind of like on their mind when it comes to a certain topic and all of that kind of stuff all that good stuff it's great um, it's really really great to be a part of and with that um, No Encore is on Patreon so it's patreon.com slash no encore um, if you'd like to you know leave us the price of a point um, a, a well priced point <laughs> at, the, at this point um, yeah we only ask for uh, five euro or what you can give um, every month and you will get show previews you get bonus show episodes then as well in the form of no ox cord uh, which is a monthly recommends corner where myself dave and craig all sit down and we um we, you know we have a chat about what we've been listening to over the month and like stuff that's kind of got us going it's very chill it's very relaxed it's a lot of fun and then there's also some q a episodes and some other cool, cool stuff back there as well so um yeah you're in for a treat if you if you sign up i know i'm biased but i do genuinely still enjoy reading dave's rundown of each weekly episode every every uh, Monday. Um, in the preview in the show preview so yeah really recommend getting on that if you can that's patreon.com slash no encore um, if not just tell a friend about the show um, word of mouth is easily the most valuable asset that a podcast like this could have an independent podcast in particular so um, yeah thank you very very much for sticking with us thanks very very much for listening um, also no Encore is now on Instagram finally um, I set it up myself after uh, convincing the guys that you know, it's a good idea <laughs> and I'd run it. Um, so that's uh, on Instagram. It's at No Encore Show as we are on Twitter at No Encore Show. With the Instagram, you're getting uh, you're getting clips of the show every week just as a little bit of a preview as to what's going on. Um, there, uh, no doubt there'll be a preview up there of this show on the Instagram as well um, when this comes out. So yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good way of keeping tabs on us and certainly a nice uh, way of like showing people what they're in for if you're trying to, you know, tell a friend about the podcast. Um, so yeah, get stuck into that. Give us a follow at No Encore Show on Twitter and on Instagram. So a lot of waffling there. <laughs> I think it was about five minutes. Uh, I'm going to uh, tell you what this month's show is about now. Kind of, I'm going to cut the bullshit, so to speak. But um, I'm absolutely chuffed with this month's episode, as I am with every episode, but particularly this month because um, I got to sit down with Michelle Whitehead of Michelle Whitehead PR, uh, formerly of Aiken Promotions and MCD Promotions, uh, currently working with singular artists um, in their PR and marketing department. She is like she is so experienced in the industry like over 10 years worth of experience has done everything under the sun in terms of you know in terms of what someone in like marketing and PR could possibly do um, from starting a club night at 18 a club night which uh, I did not realise she had uh 
she had a hand in and was one that I frequented back in the day. And also then moving into internships in um, booking agents and stuff like that, do, like promoting shows to then going freelance um, in the midst of the pandemic and, you know, uh, doing freelance PR um, for artists, uh, for like single campaigns, for album campaigns, stuff like that. A lot of fun. Um, and now she has... Uh, taken up a role in singular artists under marketing, PR and admin. So she's, you know, doing it all, really is doing it all. And it was so nice to be able to like discuss her career as like we'd kind of done some work together briefly in the past. Um, So we'd spoken just over email. We hadn't actually met face to face until this interview, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> it's really nice to be able to like get to do that with people, sit down and actually meet them face to face and have a chat. Um, and we really did touch on an awful lot in this one. She talks about like her experience with booking, you know, big multinational acts at like the early stages in their career and, you know, to working with more local artists with PR campaigns and, and big releases and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's lengthy enough, but tap in. I think it's definitely worth listening to, particularly if you are a, uh, an artist who is looking to kind of maybe expand into the PR world and the PR sphere and in terms of like how to go about it or like what is required we do touch on that um it is like a very informative episode like if this was me as like a young artist I would have like seriously gained an awful lot from it um it was very nice to just kind of really get into everything and she was very very open very transparent and um yeah certainly one of um, one of my favourite ones to date. Um, really enjoyed sitting down with her and and having a chat. So um, I think let's get stuck into the interview before <laughs> I ramble on for far too long. But uh, yeah, it's a great chat. Stick with us. This is Before the Encore with Michelle Whitehead. <laughs> so welcome it's like it's really nice to get to like sit down and speak to you because you've sent some stuff my way before um yeah and that's led to some really really nice interviews on my end so massively appreciate and it's like a full circle moments really nice (laughs) I was actually so shocked and uh thankful that that you did get on to me so thank you very much well it was gonna happen at some point so (laughs) you know um you have a very wide background in the you Irish music that. industry. <laughs> yeah. It's like it and it's it spanned over like many years now at this stage. So um you're you really kinda I'd say, you know, everyone and their mother and all the rest of it from everything you've kind of been up to. So um I'd like to kind of be a bit broad with the first one and just ask where it started and like how it kind of led to where you are now. Yeah. And then we yeah. can really dive in 
yeah. just just after that. Absolutely. Um, well, I've been in the music industry for the guts, I'd say, but over over ten years at this stage. Um, I originally started out uh, as an eighteen year old Michelle, um, who was in the midst of a marketing degree in Tala. Um, and I kind of was looking at all the lectures and kind of going, you know, like your corporates and you're going through your marketing, uh, you know, plans and stuff like that. But it just, it didn't really connect with me. And then a friend of mine, uh, you know, she knew someone that worked in the music industry and she was just, just true conversations like that, that sounds like really interesting. And, you know, so then I kind of was like, I just want to do something. And, you know, when you're 18, you're going out to like normal kind of clubs and you're kind of going the music isn't really great like I, I was brought up in like Sun 41 Fall Out Boy um, with Chemical Romance all yeah. that kind of like new metal you know kind new of metal emo just, kind yeah, of stuff yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. emo <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah it, I start, I was 18 and a bunch of mates were just like we had this idea of just like do you want to just do something that all our mates can go to because like we're kind of si- like sick of going to these like generic clubs and like no disrespect to like you know indie music at the time it was just like it, it was good and I obviously like love indie but it's just like it just wasn't my art thing at the time at the time yeah of yeah. course you wanted something obviously that kind of served the purpose obviously my music tastes yeah. have like developed drastically since then <laughs> um, but yeah so we were just like let's just do this and then I, I kind of was just like me practicing everything from the marketing stuff and I was just like I'm kind of I'm organized in a way that was like if I have something I'll just like take it by the horns and just go um so I just yeah we just contacted like a lot of venues around town with this idea Um, and then one of our first nights was uh was in upstairs in Trista Pepper (laughs) which is now obviously smoking area um but ironically the club night was called lockdown uh, yeah. So the the word lockdown is going to haunt <laughs> me for Fast the rest of my life. Years, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was actually during the pandemic lockdown. Dublin was trending. I was like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, like pretty much, I learned so much during then. We switched venues from like up, upstairs and Twisted Pepper, then went to the Mez and in, in Tapa Bar. Then went to Law Society, uh, which is now Fire and Draper. Mm-hmm. Um, then went to the Academy. Yeah, so I remember I the Academy a, one. That yeah, was, a, that was yeah. a, just off mic, we were talking about it. I, that was one that myself and my friends frequented like, back in the day. It's a highlight of the week. Like. Yeah, oh, listen, um, it was it was the highlight. And then like the next day for people were like, I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I don't know how they did it. But um, but yeah, so I, I just, yeah, we like I had the drastic experience of just like, like basically developing relationships with four different venues. Um the Law Society, I actually started out in their, their kind of marketing department and uh, okay. doing bookings and stuff. So through that experience, I, you know, I, I ended up going to the Law Society. Um, and like my old boss is like, so one of my really good friends, um, you know, so there's there's relationships there that I've definitely kind of like put a, put a, a like an imprint um, even now. Um, so then just like pretty much like music that you'd hear, like Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, you know, all those kind of like big names and stuff. Um, then we were kind of like, we just, we kind of just wanted to uh, get better and better. Um, we were then like booking acts that would have played here through like, say, MCD. Yeah. We would have got like the Kerrang tour after party. We would mm. have like dealt with agencies within the UK. So that kind of like, that even sparked something in me like a little bit more. Um, then we're kind of working with like local, um, not local, like obviously major labels, but, uh, you know, with with Universal, we were doing like uh, listening parties for the, for the new Taken Back Sunday album mm. at, at, at the time. So again, my, my network was kind of like, like building and building. Again, I was like 18 or 19 years of age. Um so pretty much from then on, um, 
we moved to the academy literally because like come I'd say we were only opened at like say half 10 or like maybe 11 o'clock yeah it literally by half eleven it was all sold out. So we we're like, okay, there's definitely something like a demand here. Yeah, there's so something then, going on. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and like there was definitely kind of like we, you know, like Jade, who's like one of my really good friends. Like she's kind of like she does like graphic design. So we were kind of just like a really nice team to be like working together. And like again, like we were young, we we're kind of like let's just do it. You know, like just mm. like, mad ideas. <laughs> we were just we like see, let's just do t- it. This is the thing as well. Like when like, sorry to cut across no, you, but no, like no. it's when you're that age, like you just there's no. Uh, risk okay. assessment yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. there's no yeah, yeah there's no like um, why shouldn't I do this exactly. like it's just like <laughs> yeah. all of the reasons that you should and like honestly it's like it, knowing what the club night was like just that one I know there was like a, probably yeah. a million other things you were involved with but like just knowing how successful and what a cult following that that had like Absolutely, it had the yeah. regulars like uh, there's people who like I met there who I still would talk to now today yeah. like just having met them at the yeah at the club night and yeah like at that age to have that and like again no kind of uh inhibitions about it exactly was yeah. like such a like and because of the what the success it had that must have like been a real catalyst to want to do more then Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like even just touching on like you were saying there about like making friendships and friends that you that you still know. I've like I recently just went to like my best mate's wedding and like the only reason that we were all in like the same kind of place was like we were, they they met in like Slam Dunk and then like he was over from like DJing at lockdown, like yeah. and it's just like there's like there's an imprint in like people's lives they met a lockdown they're married now they're having kids and it's just like for me to just be a part of that it's just like wow that's amazing do you know what I mean so there's like again I've like all all my friends and I've like friendships there for the rest of my life and you know it's 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 really really good just just to see that kind of like just to see their story as like a part of my career as well you know so it's 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 really really it's 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 nice just just to even like be a part of that I suppose yeah. um it's like there like th- there was some good out of it <laughs> yeah well, oh no like uh, there definitely was There's something tangible there <laughs> yeah 100 um with like following on from like the success of that mm. and then you were saying you moved into like you know the Law Society. Yeah. You started working with MCD then. Yeah, so I so I was in the Law Society like pretty much the year after I was in a, I was in college. So I graduated, yeah. then I was in Law Society for about a year doing like bookings and like marketing. Again, like not your your typical you know club night stuff. Like the, like the 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 bar was like over twenty threes, and ironically, I was like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Funny isn't but, how that works. Yeah, we, yeah, we won't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I I. I Pretty much, I learned so much from like uh, the uh, the the owner Eileen Denham, um, and basically she like she kind of like it was like um, she just t- took me and she was like, "There's something there," you know, and like she she kind of had like a, sim- a similar background with me. She she was doing like clubs and stuff in uh, mm-hmm. the nineties, so there's a bit of like we kind of use that and like in terms of, like our marketing kind of tools and stuff. So I learned a lot from there, and then pretty much like because of the club night we had to move venues and then the, the academy there's a possibility for an internship in MCD okay. and I kind of was just like this is really what I want to do you know I, I didn't particularly kind of want to do like they kind of yeah like you, I'm, I'm a music lover so like yeah. I kind of really wanted to get my teeth in and into, into shows and kind of mo- pretty much do what I was doing on a hobby basis for lockdown I kind of wanted to do that full time yeah. um so basically there was an opportunity for like six months to be an intern for for MCD. Um, I pretty much like 
traveled three hours a day to like get to Dunleary and back. Like there was that dedication and yeah. I was just like, I just need to work really hard for six months. Um, and then like, thankfully, like I, I learned just so much on, on the job. Like even just like, I think we mentioned earlier on, like you just, as much as a person, as I'm talking now when people be like, I'd love to get into this. It's like, I can't really tell you there's no steps involved to like, doing PR or like kind of do, you kind of just really need to learn on the job as well. Mm. Um, but like, thankfully I had such an amazing team with, with, with MCD. I learned so much. Um, and it was just going into radio stations, meeting people. And it was just like meeting like bloggers, bloggers at like at events and, you know, like DJs that, you know, obviously have moved to radio stations from then. But it was just like these connections that I, I pretty much built up from day one in MCD. Like, I feel if I was going to give any advice, just be sound, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, and it does, it does fall it back at you. Absolutely. Yeah, it carries, like, it doesn't matter what walk of life you're in and in, in the industry. I think anyone could, like anyone would, would say the exact same thing, you exactly. know, um, yeah. I think it's a, it's a real case of, um, your, like your reputation follows you. Absolutely. You know, yeah. to the hilt. 100%, so, yeah. um, it is a case of like, you, you really do have to, just, but like, I it, it be sound is one thing, but also just be yourself because yeah. I think if you're nicey nicey and that's not really you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're like putting on something, I think you, people sniff it out fairly quickly yeah. because like there's just that, like, I think everyone has that sixth sense in there somewhere, you oh, know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean like, and one of the things that I've always said is that like, no matter like if you are the head of music or your program director or you've just started like a late, late night shift and like some DJ, like that late night shift is could be the music director one day, do you know kind of way? Yeah. So just like, and, and like, rela- like relationships do form and like, I think people are just, if you get to a stage where you're kind of going, again, like if, if you're fake nice, <laughs> like yeah. people will absolutely like sniff that out. But I think you, you just need to like, go back to like the artist and I'm sure we, we, we'll, we'll touch on this like a lot um, dur- during this podcast. It's like you need to just really believe in the artist like, be, like that you're actually pushing. So like, but know who to push it to. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no point in putting, pushing like a heavy metal act going to like 2FM. Do you know what yeah, kind of, of way? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, research is obviously like n- number one. But I think like pretty much like the, the experience that I got with, with MCD is that like no matter, like even if you don't know the act, you, you could be assigned to act that you've never heard about, but mm. you need to take that time to, to research that act. Do you know what I mean? Because like with the booking agents and like they, they obviously like, and it goes across the board with like promoters and stuff like I'm working with single artists at, at the minute, like they have set agents that, that they get shows from. Do you know what I mean? And like, even if you don't know the act, like you need to take the time and go, okay, with this act and then like, just research and go, what kind of audience w- would love this? And when it be like media, like who would play this on radio? And like, it's that kind of element of care and research. Like it does result in like ticket sales. It does result in like more of a presence in Ireland for them. And especially kind of local acts. If you're, if you're, if you're dealing with like emerging artists here. See, this is what I was going to get at. Uh, <laughs> and you really, like you caught me right. You caught me right in the middle of like what I like a, a train of thought there. Yeah. So my kind of thing was when you know you were doing the internship. I'm we'll work our way the whole yeah. way. Up. <laughs> I, I want to just like this te- is your life. <laughs> I want to tease out as much as possible. Like, um, but the when you were in the internship, um, kind of what was the I, I was gonna t- like initially I was like, what is a typical day in the music industry? There's no typical day. No. So that that's a it's a that's a moot point. Um, <laughs> but. 
in terms of the acts who you were working with for marketing and like obviously mm-hmm. you were pushing gigs and even probably with the emerging stuff that you, yeah. you were probably you know some of that probably came across your desk what was kind of was was there a mix of everything or was was a kind of is there anyone you're listening to? Was there mm-hmm. that question posed or was it um, a case of this is someone we've had our eye on for a while? Yeah. You know, what, what's your thoughts on it? Or well, how, how did it work in that regard for like the marketing of either an emerging artist hmm. l- locally more so? I'd like to kind of focus on that. Yeah. And then like, what's the difference between that and the bigger, the bigger so, shows? In terms of the bigger stuff, I mean, there's acts that I that I that I worked on were like Green Day in the the Cominium in 2017, mm. and the Murder Capital, like you know, um, uh, Mac Romance, Dua Lipa when she played like the Olympia, John kind of way. So there's yeah. there's loads of acts that could sell out three like two three arenas, and like I worked with them when they were playing the Olympia, John kind of way. So there's always that progression there. A lot of the time, it depends whether the art- artist is like assigned to like a major label. Um, and one thing, actually, I was I was only recently speaking to someone that kind of wanted to do stuff with like Singler, but they weren't too. I was like, look, I'm, I'm not actually too sure if I can take this on because I am going full time. But there, there's that element of like working with Irish PRs that you know, like in 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 independent PRs that you know work on album campaigns. But like I work from a Singler artist point of view. Now we like the Irish PR and the promoter in, in terms of the PR would actually work together in in order to do like a promo schedule. If there's any interviews that I can get for that artist, like all all well and good. Um, so that's where my job is quite unique in a way is that like we're kind of working together. Um, so and I and then I suppose with like emerging artists like with 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 kind of stuff like you, you were being assigned um like one, one example was Orla Gartland I worked with her like on a very like upstairs at Wheelands level mm. um she definitely wasn't being playlisted you know very, very like really kind of ra- ra- like radio play I was going to um, say playlisted as in radio stations because radio, the whole yeah. the, I think that the terminology now for playlisting is like New Music Friday or, yeah, you know, you, do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's, it's just, yeah, it's they, a different like, ball game now. <laughs> it, it's totally different because like people see streams over radio, like mm. I, mm-hmm. I think as a new artist. So yeah. it's interesting to like, because this is something I know, like I've been in bands for, I say bands, it, it was like three iterations of one band and I've mentioned this in the podcast a million times. But <laughs> like, knowing that radio play was like the holy grail this was like when streaming had just kind of started out so um we were very unsure about what that was and all this so like radio was the key thing and getting the playlist whether it was like the b list the a list or whatever exactly yeah was exactly what we were after Mm -hmm. so um yeah sorry to cut across you but that was yeah no like no fair point um yeah so I think from like so a lot of the kind of from a PR perspective in terms of like pitching to radio or like even blogs and like like print and stuff like that like it's such a broad spectrum um you know from from like when I worked said likes of Orla um she like we knew that there was something really special about her like she had like she pretty much did like and I'm I'm sure like obviously with like um uh, uh, her album like just just released there um a few months back like there's there's her story behind it like she pretty much like did her own like it was like YouTube and she had her fans from that so like that that alone, we were kind of got okay, right? There's definitely something here. There's an angle. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So it was just it was really important for us to kind of like tap into that, like. But we we saw kind of radio, like we'd go to radio and be like, oh, you know, like 
it's it's good, but you know, maybe like keep keep us in mind for like her her future stuff as well. Mm. So like it was kind of like, and then like to it's it's really important to uh, to obviously say that like we're we're not the record label, and you know we are kind of pushing it from like a, from a ticket ticket um, sales point of view. Like we need to just push tickets for for her for her shows. Um, so yeah, there was there's a lot of that as well. So I think. Like I'm, I'm, I'm actually working with um, a band called Columbia Mills, and like, it's so important to to obviously say that like you you could be a band and you could like not get playlisted on like any 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 playlists, but you could sell out you know the Button Factory. Yeah. Kind of way. There's there's always angles for like for promoting shows. Like it, there's never there's never as I said like there's never rules for like for everyone. Yeah, it's not it's hard just, and fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that, so, that was another thing as well. I was thinking about just in the run up to. Um, sitting down with you was like what's the approach because like it, I'm still figuring that out <laughs> yeah it's like obviously there's no hard and fast answer for no. that and there's no like you know you, you can't template anything out no. for like for me that's easy because I have te- like in terms of like mix engineering or whatever it, it, it's grand because I can just drop everything into a template and then adjust yeah. So, but obviously there's nothing there's nothing like that in PR mm. everything is like tailor made yeah. and I think um, as a new artist, when we started working with PR initially, like we didn't understand that mm-hmm. at all. And um, it was quite, it was like an obstacle for us to kind of get used to that and like try and understand what, what that all was. But like it's, there's a lot of research that goes into it. There's a lot of time that goes into it. A lot of like hours listening to music and yeah. then like probably, you know, diagramming out like this is good for this person or like this is the person who might push this and you know exactly so yeah it's a lot a lot of moving parts yeah yeah and I think it's it's but it's really important that you know what type of media is going to be more susceptible towards this type of act um I mean I've like in, in terms of my own kind of freelance work which I I had to get into due to, you know, redundancies made in like my, uh, in, in Aiken Promotions, mm. I felt that I, it was like, it was an easy transition because I had those contacts and yeah. I had built up relationships since, you know, MCD and Aiken. And it was a natural progression for me to just go, okay, you know, yes, there's no gigs on, but people are still going to be releasing music. Um, it was a scary and like I was absolutely petrified, you know, and yeah. I, I, it was something that I, it was kind of something that I always kind of wanted to do. But I kind of felt that obviously the pandemic was horrific in many ways than one. And, you know, mm. people lost their jobs and, you know, my friends who would be in production and not didn't hadn't worked a day. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, I was able to just transition like my kind of live event experience in terms of PR selling tickets mm. My whole goal then as like a freelancer was to just pitch music. So it was a little bit different. It was a little bit trying to like grab grab your head, you know, around that kind of that that that, that difference. World, yeah. Because like when you have an event, you have an announcement to the on sale, which is like pretty much as much hype as as possible around like the like announcing the show and like making sure that people know when tickets go on sale, and like if if there's any kind of competitions or like interviews and stuff that so you can kind of like place in within that week then great um and then yeah and then let's like the like I'd say the middle of of the campaign be like 
six six weeks out and then you're kind of going okay what else can, can, can we do to like advance the show yeah. um whether it be again like interviews or like ads and like obviously um with with, with, with singer artists um we've got a team in terms of like the, our, our, our digital side so you know our digital person will go okay what what is, is there any interview scheduled for that week you know how can we work together in this, you know? So right. it's very, it's, it's, it's a collaborative effort as well. Um, and then obviously the week up to the show, you're kind of going, right. And, and if the show, if, 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 if the show isn't sold out, what else can, can we do? So you're constantly evaluating what exactly you can do. But at the very, very end, the show is over. There's an end date and you move on to the next one. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas the Michelle White PR stuff, it was just a bit like, you could have a campaign for like five or six weeks, but depending if like the, if, if say if you're going to, if the artist released a song and it picked up on radio, if it's been playlisted or whatever, you're going to go with that. You're going to go with that flow. And it's just like, there was no real end date. And especially for, if, if I'm working on like album campaigns, like yes, the album's out, but it's like those few weeks after you're still working on it, you know, kind of way. Mm-hmm. So it took, it took me a while to get, to get used to that personally. And, you know, I've kind of like, I, I felt obviously uh, all I've known was like live gigs. <laughs> so like, it took me a while to get used to that, but I've learned so much during my freelance work that like just working, just speaking to the artist directly and like speaking to management and record labels that like, there is that like, there's that true passion there for, for people and you get to know, like, I, I, and, and I think sometimes you're kind of, you're shadowed by so many layers within the, you know, if you're, if you're working for a promoter, you're, you're de- like the book, the bookers will deal with the agents and then like, you know, so there's a lot of filters, then there's like management that come in. So like, you're not actually yeah. getting to see and speak to the artist directly. Yeah, there's segregation duties and there's kind of a lot of different roles and people exactly, are handling yeah. different things. So yeah, I understand yeah. Um, in that regard. But what's nice about dealing with the artist directly is like you actually get a feel for um, you get a feel for their vision you get a feel for what their kind of goals are and stuff like that and it's just, it'd be like a similar in a production world because essentially what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the best their, the best kind of iteration of their idea down on paper if you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah um, so I suppose trying to realise that for and like sometimes like sometimes it hits sometimes it doesn't and that's that's the kind of the crux of the industry really isn't it yeah. like it's 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 hard but Absolutely. with PR I think that's kind of uh, maybe I'm assuming but would that be like more of a like there's there's more of like a risk of hit or miss like it's not necessarily yeah like I mean, it's, it's not necessarily always going to like the, ball, the scales aren't always going to tip in your favour you know no, no, yeah, because it's, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of yeah. stuff that kind of yeah, and I think it, involved, like, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think that yeah, you you just need to like. I suppose there there is like it's kind of like walk like like looking at like a crystal ball. Like you're kind of going, this is the this is the projected PR campaign, yeah. but like when it actually lands and it doesn't land for for some people, and you know you like as as a person, I kind of like it hit me hard because it's like oh god, you know you you know the passion and you know the errors that I took within the studio yeah. you know how much it like the lyrics meant to you or like the artists yeah. and stuff so like you I, I and, and I think that there's definitely like a, a personal like angle and I think that like I'm I'm definitely a person that kind of takes on people's emotions well, I was going to well. say like is it, like when you're freelancing you're kind of that close to a project because exactly. like that's stuff that you can you know 
you could you, you were choosing to take this on for yeah. yourself and yeah. you're doing all the work so it's like it's very close to your heart as well exactly so, yeah you know there's yeah. that on the back end too yeah. it's not just and I think it is a case where like I like to to, to be honest I, I I I only took on campaigns that I that I really could get behind you yeah. know um and that was kind of one, one thing that I always promised myself was like if you if you don't feel like you're connected with a song or if, if you don't feel that like it's not it's not a, a, even a case that like you know that it's not going to be playlisted but like like I take stuff on particularly knowing that it's not going to be playlisted but you want the media to know about this act. Yeah. Um so there's that that's just how I work anyway, you know, other PRs might 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 be different or it might it might be the same, you know. So mm. I just feel that there's there is definitely a, a, like an element of being like passionate about it. Um and I think like especially obviously people like looking at different the, the, the way that they would go about things in terms of the pandemic, there is slightly different and you know, people especially with like gigs and stuff like people would like just work so many long hours and you know, they were kind of like just mentally, physically exhausted and they've really taken a step back. And, you know, there's there's people now that kind of like would take on work, but like they're very much aware of like their own bodies and minds and emotions now, which yeah. is amazing. There is that kind of re- revolution of like taking care of, of, of yourself as well. So for me, taking care of myself, I was like, I'm going to be working on an act that I actually I can I, I, I can see that there's something there, you know, and and I suppose it, it is great that, you know, I've worked on artists like Thumper, Bitch Falcon, as I said, Columbia Mills mm. um, and like JLOL and stuff. So like mm. there's definitely artists that I've worked on and like Choice Prize nominated and, and stuff like that as well. So like for me to just like, I think it was like the first year that I was in, I was working on two, um, uh, two campaigns. It was just like, that's amazing for me and like yeah. that that alone to just for the artist to get that recognition um you know there's there, like as i said i've i've definitely worked with artists that like there's no like i one 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 person actually said to me they're like there's no real like one style do you know what I mean? and i'm like yeah but I, as i said here earlier on my music taste has like Vastly, just, yeah, yeah diversified. Just exactly, yeah. like, I'm not just the, like, my chemical romance. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, for me, it's just, like, you just, you have to go with that, you know? And, like, there's no, like, and it like, fair play to other people to, like, have some sort of, like, music genre and then they just work within that genre. Mm-hmm. That, that That's amazing. But it's just, like, it doesn't, it's not really re- reflective of me if I'm going to just take on one specific genre, do you know, yeah. kind of way. So, um, but yeah, like I think overall, uh, in my own experiences as like freelancing, I've taken what I've learned from like working with people directly, shot into the full time role with singular artists. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like basically three of of the guys that were from Aiken Promotions, they set up a company called Single Artists, yeah. and uh, they they're they're basically like I've worked with them for years and years. So like we're kind of like a well oiled machine. We yeah. know we we know That's exactly really nice. what yeah. to what to do. Like the three three guys work so so differently, but they as a as a collaborative, they're just like they're bulletproof in a kind of way. The grass is greener when you do glow the pond. 
it's not by the grass, it's by who mowed the lawn If you're different in person, then who wrote the songs? I don't change for the funds, ain't no bureau to It's amazing that you can like take those experiences like from different roles And also like, the Irish industry is incredibly small I don't think I don't think you can argue that fact I think that yeah. it's like, just because it, Like even, take out, take the music industry out of it Like you got carried, you're going to meet someone who's like a cousin's friend, sister <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to find someone that you know There's a six degree separation everywhere Absolutely, yeah so, um, to have that in the industry and like have that kind of camaraderie as well that you had with them in previous roles and like the work yeah. ethic that you you know that they have. Mm-hmm. So to like bring that then to something new and exciting and let's face it, Singler are booking some amazing shows at the moment. Yeah, like absolutely. some shows that like are very, very like I feel like tailored specifically to my music taste <laughs> yeah. as well sometimes. We actually which, just looked at your playlist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all in the lead up to the podcast. Um, no, I, I, I do want to go into singular but I'm going to go back on something quickly yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's another qu- there's another thing that just kind of a twig there and um, I'd like to dive into it a bit more and it's so so starting off with the events and you know you're marketing events and it's live events and you know these are your own mm-hmm. things that you've created essentially yeah. uh, and then you're you know pushing stuff to radio and it's uh, and you know you're focusing specifically on like one act for like a campaign those are two very different walks of life like there is no there's no kind of no arguing that really (laughs) how like what kind of skills did you take from the initial stages of your career when you were 18 you know doing club nights yeah to then like you'd built up the contacts with your internships and working mm-hmm. then through other campaigns and stuff like that. But like the actual work itself, how did that, how, how was that adjustment for you? Um, it was, it was a process. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I, I think I, I mentioned there that like I take on a project and you take it on in more ways than one. Do you Definitely. Know? Yeah. And I think that, but I, I, I like, the number one thing that I that I realise is that you are dealing with people's livelihood. And like to take that on alone is like there's a lot of pressure. It's weight to it, yeah. Yeah. So but you need to just like as a person for me, you had to just go, Okay, right, you're gonna basically do as you're gonna work hard for this artist because you truly believe in what they're doing. Even if it doesn't result in like them being played on radio or being playlisted on radio, I mean, you are there to help that person. Like no matter what music, like all music isn't being playlisted on on radio. There's like hundreds of thousands of other outlets that you that you could possibly contact. Mm. But I've always kind of said, and I think it was um, a director from from Singular Artists said one day, and it's always stuck with me, is that um, Finn had said, "You you you create enough dots." And eventually it'll form a line. So you create the dots. So whether it be you go to the music director on radio and they say, look, it's not for us. Grant, you go to like the, one of the specialist shows and then they play it. Grant, that, that's a dot. You go, like, you know, so you're, you're kind of, you're, you're going to these people and then go, hey, check out this band. And the more that you feel passionate about it, the more that it's going to be easier for you. So like if you, and then you create another dot, if like there's another blog that that's that's that, that they might feature or like, would you be interested in doing an interview? So that's another dot. Eventually it'll all kind of link up. Do you know what I mean? And like one, one example that, you know, from years and years back, um, 
I was the first person to give Dermot Kennedy his his, his first ever radio yeah, interview. That's a serious, <laughs> a serious claim to fame. It's actually funny you mentioned that because just in the on the back of uh, on the back of his shows hmm. this week, yeah. um, yesterday even like in in Cork and then uh, the previous day in Malahide, he, I went back to Dave's interview, yeah, with Dermot and. Like it just to be like to see that progression because like I think most people in the Irish industry would kind of know would have like known that of him in his infancy kind of thing and like Absolutely, seeing yeah. that grow so like yeah again it's nice just to have like another touch and point yeah <laughs> like, you know that's like a headline and <laughs> yeah, yeah um no so like going back so and then basically one of one of the bookers um Finn would have booked him at, at, at like. I think he was doing the Pepper Canister Church mm. and... Famous previously MCD, am yes, I right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've got, like, pretty much worked together, like, throughout my career anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he would have booked Dermot Dur- 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 Kennedy and, like, he would have just booked, like, the 1975 in the Academy too. Do you know kind of way? So yeah. that, that just gives another perspective on, like, the, the live music and the actual imprint it takes for PR to go... Okay, this band is in in the academy too, but they could sell out Malahide Castle one day. Do you know kind of way? And it's it's the same with Darren McKennedy. Like, if you have people in the background that are going to be like, like obviously Darren had like no record label, no like publishing deal or anything. Do you know what I mean? So there there was a lot of a lot of kind of going. Let's go to radio. Do you know what I mean? And like, I, I actually I said it to him, uh, Darren, and uh, when he was playing Vicker Street, and I was like, Do you remember your first ever interview? And he's like, I actually remember like pacing it from my car with, with a guitar um, like trying to like literally get from like the car park to the radio station do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so we had two two interviews was like RTE 2XM and then it was spin 1038 so like that kind of that to him he still remembers that do you know what I mean and he still remembers the hard work that that it took and you know it like it was it wasn't a case where he's just like selling out like Malahide Castle or you know so that there's loads of elements at the very very start that people like myself and like even I'm not even I'm not saying that I am the claim to fame <laughs> but, <laughs> no, uh, but, no, no. <laughs> but like there's there was obviously a tension built up yeah. that like yeah. there was a case where this there's there's something here and you know we just need to and then obviously he got major labels and stuff involved and like I'm like I'm, I'm very proud of, of the fact that I can say that here today you know yeah. Yeah, but it is yeah. like there's there's that element of just like this this person could literally be the next arena act, do you know kind mm-hmm. of way. So that there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of passion, there's a lot of elements that you actually need. But I think like from my perspective, I feel that there's like there's just so much kind of balls in the air that, that you can do like going back to like forming the dots and like eventually form, form, form the line like the more that you speak about an act whether it be like a print you know journalist who go who I know goes to like smaller gig shows and like they want to be the next person to talk about the, like the new yeah, act yeah, do you course, know what I mean yeah. so they're, they're, you're, you're dealing with psychology as well you know so you kind of you, you need to just go okay you need to have Probably a set of balls to go to these people as well, yeah. going like, listen, you need to like, and especially if if you're out and about at a show or at a gig, because like, I think everyone's just going to gigs back now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so it's insane. Just, I've like, it's I think insane. <laughs> I've been in the past like three weeks, I think, or not even three weeks, like going back to January, I think I've been to maybe like nine or 10 or more. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's mad. Working with, uh, working with Nilo and helping him out with the live show. So like doing that, and then I've been to, like in the past three weeks, I haven't 
like there hasn't been a weekend that I haven't been at a festival, which is pretty nice. So I think you're like the fifth person to say yeah, that to me as well. Yeah, like, even like too much on. going back and forth on emails like oh, this listen. week for for this was like uh, for both of us. I'm sure it was pure chaos. Um, <laughs> no, it's with the line thing that is very yeah. interesting. And then like with those when they are established, obviously, like if someone comes to you or like there's an artist that you. Um, you know or singular or working with or there's an artist that like even if you're doing still a little bit of your freelance and stuff that yeah. like you kind of have those avenues that you know is like okay I can go to this this and this for this exactly. particular artist or this one yeah. I can go to this and yeah. you've kind of there's there's a lot of different doors you can open yeah for, absolutely for each yeah. campaign and it's it's a lot of doors that I've opened for myself as well like I'm just one example like dealing with uh, Smooth Boy Ezra yeah um, their management company recommended me for the Jungle campaign uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's like, again, going back to like the industry is just so small. I mean, if you have an Ireland act then being recommended by someone like for the UK with like an Irish PR perspective, yeah. you know. So like for me, again, going back to just be sound and like be yourself because, you know, and like Smooth Boy Ezra is someone that, myself and Finn has worked with since Aiken Promotions days and they're definitely an act that Finn had saw um, and I really believed in, in them as well and then I was recommended to, to for the EP campaign mm-hmm. and then from the EP campaign they were working with AWOL and then from AWOL they were like do you know anyone in Ireland to do that the campaign do you know mm-hmm. so there's a lot of kind of avenues and I think that it's 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 great for me to have that experience to work. Yes, you can work with Ar- like purely Ireland. I mean, to me, for me, I've kind of all I've known is Ireland and it was not it was nice to get that transition to working with like UK ma- like major labels, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. just that kind of getting that experience up um because again, like I'm sitting here and I'm going, yeah, I've been in the industry more than 10 years, but like there's never a cut off point that I will never stop learning. Like you, yeah. you, you, you meet so many people, you learn so, so many new things from them. And it's like, you're, you're kind of, you're advancing, I suppose yourself, you're develop, you're developing as a person as well. Like I, I started out when I was 18, can safely say I'm not that same person. <laughs> like even in like the last three years of like lockdown, yeah. I think everyone's just developed Oh, we've that. all changed. Yeah. yeah. We've like, and every day is a school day in the music industry. I don't think that's, you know, I, again, I think that's kind of a given really. Like yeah. it's just, there's nothing, like no day's the same, like we said. And there's always like new there's always new acts, there's always new technology, there's always new ways of working. And like, yeah. I think the, certainly the past three years, like you said, we've all learned a yeah. little bit more about ourselves and we've all kind of changed a little bit or changed a lot, you know, just yeah. depending on how things fell for us at the time. I know that the music industry was very hard hit. And, you know, uh, obviously that's second to a lot of people losing their lives in the pandemic. But oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's still very close to home. So it, it it's... um it's nice now coming back and seeing what's like it it's kind of like an open playing field if you know what I mean like it's the ball is kind of in anyone's court really because yeah coming back at it it's it's a bit of a free for all (laughs) but like it's it's exciting I think and I think I can only imagine like because there was a lot of new artists that emerged during Mm -hmm. the last two years yeah um and with newer like obviously with artist development and stuff you'd kind of have some dealings with that whether at an MCD stage or mm-hmm. you know Michelle Whitehead PR um, when it comes to new artists 
a, like approaching a PR mm-hmm. to work together or yeah. I have this thing that I want to show the world but I want to show it to them in the best way possible and I'm not maybe equipped to do this myself or I'm just one person this would mm-hmm. be great to be able to hand this off you know um, like there's a lot of obviously work that goes into writing a press release and putting a press back together and like this is stuff that again I would know from having done it before mm-hmm. previously like myself you know for, at, at the time where I was a kid in a band and we couldn't afford to work with PR do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah. Um, but like let's say someone who's kind of at an intermediate level in their career they've got a project coming out um, there's a bit of support at the live shows there's a bit of a name for themselves kind of in in the streaming world and the gig world Um like first of all when do you think the time is to approach PR I think that's probably <laughs> I'd say that's like asking how long a piece of string is but uh like when do you personally think is the time to approach PR to work together and like what is the best way to do that mm-hmm. what is the best way to present yourself yeah. to a PR agent to say you know work with me <laughs> long story long story short I want to work together yeah. you know yeah well I think and I I I think like overall um one of the the things that I mentioned before was that me personally, I have to be passionate about an act. Of course, yeah. Um, I, I would be similar as well. Yeah. It's great to be in a position to be able to do that, exactly. particularly in your own like freelance work yeah. and you're working for yourself. To be in a position where you can say yes or no and that's not like us being, you know, egotistical or anything no, like that. It's no, just, no, it's, it's purely like for me, from my perspective, I would always, first of all, think, can I add value to this? Yeah. Like, exactly. Because when someone's like, it's like, like you said, it's their livelihood. It's like something that's extremely precious and special to the artist who creates this, you know, tangible thing I, yeah. that you can listen to and, you know, may, like it, it can strike whatever emotion into you, whether it be like happiness, sadness, humor, um, anything like that's such a special thing. So for me to like, like you have to be so delicate with it. At the stage anyway where I receive it, I think there's like, it's yeah. very fragile, you know. Um, and it could be an artist with their first demo. It could be an artist mm-hmm. with their first single. And I would always just think first, can I add value to this? If I can't add value to this, I will like send a little explainer and I'll try and yeah. like be as, like you have to be compassionate, you know. You, Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. with like, I, I'm, I imagine it's no different if, it's, if there's a campaign where you kind of, I don't know if it's like a techno artist or something that probably comes, <laughs> yeah. you know, if it comes to you, it's probably not it's necessarily not, up your alley. Right like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, like I, and, and I mean that in like the most nicest way possible is that yeah. like, I, I, I don't think that anyone would like a PR to take on something purely for the money element. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's been done before that there's, you take on a PR and you just pay the money and then, you know, they, they say that, yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll serve it to, we'll, we'll service it to media. Uh, but they're not, you know, there's no passionate behind, there's no like telling the story of the artist. Um, so to be honest, like how, I suppose, again, how long is the piece of string? But mm. for me, I mean, you, in the, in the initial email, you have no idea the amount of emails that I received without the music attached. <laughs> so, I mean, I think yeah. do a bit of admin before you actually send, yeah. The, yeah, 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 okay. actually send the music. Um, so, and I, but I think though that like, and it just again about having I suppose it's like approaching media you need to build up a, a relationship as well so like whether it be you know 
Look, and I suppose I'm I'm actually my own worst enemy when I when I say this is like look at the previous campaigns that a PR has has worked on. Yeah. Is it similar kind of genre? Like again, I've worked with JLOL, obviously Irish hip hop. I've yeah. worked with um, the you it's know t- Tumper is like uh, exactly. It's not exactly just the sounds throw no, from that. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. like there is there is there's there's bands that I've just like completely like end of spectrum. You know so. Um, but having said that, it's like it, it gave me the diversity that I needed of to go to other people. Like obviously the, you know, if like JLOL, I would have went to radio and then obviously Thumper, you could you could still go to radio, but just, you know, it's not going to be playlisted, you know, kind of way. So, um, but yeah, no, I think there's, you 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 need to kind of w- look at the, the PR's website and go, okay, cool. They've worked with acts that I admire and like, I I would like to kind of, you know, you, you, you get to know who your influences are as an artist and like, okay, you take elements and like what they're doing and, you know, you work with that and you go, okay, cool. So I, and I think the, the actual timing of it. So like, again, you have no idea the amount of like emails I've gotten. I've, I'm releasing a single in two weeks. You're like, yeah. There's a there's lot. <laughs> like at that, I I I kind of would probably chalk that up to inexperience in a way yes, because like yeah. I, you know I, I, over time I've learned that you know you don't. It's like two months. You know what I mean. Yeah. You have a single ready. It's like there's a two month run up to this. Exactly. It's like yeah. six weeks at minimum kind of thing. And yeah. like again, that was stuff that. You pick these things up over time as yeah. an artist, as someone who is in the industry. Um, I can then like it's great that I can like pass that information on to like people who I'm working with if they're a new artist and they're like, yeah. oh, let's get this mix and master because I want to like release it like tomorrow. But if you want to do it the right way, yeah, there's obviously yeah, kind of not necessarily rules, but yeah. there is like guidelines in place. Exactly. I suppose like yeah, it's yeah, like the barriers and the bowling lanes, you know that kind of way. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I think that like the and especially like PRs again because there's just so many releases coming out at at the minute. PRs are just so overstretched, and you know because I am working full time now with, with Singler, I'm obviously out of that that kind of pool as well. And you know there's there's but but even when like when I was still doing like freelance on like a full time basis, there mm-hmm. was still. I still have my calendar and I still had projects that like I f- like physically could not take on any, I, anymore. And, it, and honestly, it wasn't a case that I was just saying no to, the, to these people. I was like, I like... It's probably stuff you wanted to take on exactly. as well. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like, I, I physically, like emotionally, mentally just cannot take on anymore. Because again, going back to like, you take on that project and you take, like you're, you're thinking about it at, at the weekend, you know. So there's, for freelance, like I'm sure you know yourself, there's no like nine to five job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, last night we were. Uh, um, I was saying off mic that uh, we played a gig with uh, Nilo down in Tullamore, and I actually one of my old work colleagues. We had a team of three. He lives in Tullamore, and I hadn't seen him in two years. Mm-hmm. So all I'd seen him was like over Zoom or just ringing him on the phone. Now I've left my job since February, but mm-hmm. I'd worked there in a nine to five job for eight years. Right, yeah. so I had that. I like. I had that kind of body clock thing yes, going on yeah. where like this is the time that I clock out this is when my working hours are so like that adjustment was very strange but I feel like I kind of had a preconceived 
order in place. So it's like very interesting for him. Like he was asking me questions like, what, what am I up to? And one thing I said was like, you know, I'm, yeah, we're playing, you know, gigs on weekends or like from Thursday to Sunday tends to be when the music industry like switches the light on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, not so much, like, yeah. which is absolutely fine. You just get used to that because yeah. like now my quote unquote weekend is probably Monday and Tuesday or Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, something yeah. like that. So it's just a case of like really trying to like learn that. And that's hard. Like it is I know, it is absolutely. Hard. Yeah. And I, I, I obviously had to go through that process as well. And yeah. it's just like, but you have, you like, it's like that, uh, that element of freedom. Like you do have, I know we're probably going off topic here, but like you do have the element of like on a Sunday afternoon when you've kind of nothing really else to do. And like, I like that for me, like myself and like that's how I like I have the time have the like the creative kind of process something's like yeah something's happening yeah you know and then you're going okay right let's get my like my pitches out and then like like I would have draft emails and stuff because like because come Monday morning you're like okay right and now you're in work mode and do you know what I mean so there's that kind of you have that like breathing space to you know and and I'm sure like artists are the exact same when it comes to like writing music and lyrics and stuff like it's the same with with PRs like I'm well I'm only speaking for, for, for myself but there is that kind of like the pressure's off. You can actually think about, okay, what what artists and like obviously when, when you are pitching to like radio, it's completely different to like print, you know, and like with with print and I'm I'm sure like I've worked on album campaigns and it's like you really need to get to know that person's story and then you you kind of pitch that story to print. And it's again, it's just like a matter of research and stuff. Um so that's where the, the creative kind of streak would, would come in for me personally. Yeah. Um, and I still have that. I still, you know, as of much course. as I, as much as I'm a, you know, full timer, but like obviously with shows, there's like, you, you're working on weekends and you just, that's that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, the shows on a Saturday night. Exactly. There's no yeah, avoiding it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, but there is that kind of freedom as well to just go, right. And then I think that that's by, by working with like freelance you just and like you're getting kind of older and wiser you're like okay grand and then that if you take those few hours and just go I'm going to do my pitches now and then come Monday you could get a load of emails back on yeah yeah that's great and you know and then so it's it, it benefits all it can be you know? fruitful yeah exactly yeah, I know what you mean um, but I think sorry <laughs> I no, think no, like no. approaching this, this is like, great like this, yeah. is, this is fantastic it's the, like it's the real kind of macro stuff yeah Um, or the micro stuff rather I want to kind of get into like all yeah. that like the fine details but yeah in terms of like someone coming to you with a product and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, um, you know, obviously it's not going to be a case of like, you know, this is coming out in two weeks. Can you do the PR for no, it? No. You don't want that. No. <laughs> um, but like someone has a project, like let's say, um, I suppose the difference between a long form and a short form project, so a single mm-hmm. versus an album or yeah. a single versus an EP, um, and they don't have a timeline. It's kind mm-hmm. of all up in the air and they don't have a release date. They don't have anything yet. Yeah. So that's all, Yeah. you know, that's all in play. Yeah. Um, what, so first of all, you need, you obviously need to hear the music. You need to hear the product. Yeah. yeah. What, what then is the next most important element of like receiving a pitch from an artist? Um, I suppose for me alone, I would always say, you, you so I kind of would take, I'd, actually have a conversation with them, ring them on on, on on at the phone. But even before we get to that stage, it's just like they need to kind of have a time frame, whether it be like not 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 a particular like release date. Go, I'm releasing a single in say 
two or three months time Mm -hmm. followed by you know series of singles and then maybe an album working like an album campaign could be six months do you know what I mean so it's a lot of time it's a lot of work um then I kind of would would normally I would kind of it I would very rarely take on someone for their first single um that's just for me it's just you, you like you can only do so much for that artist and again hiring a PR is a lot of money and in order for you to just you need to kind of build up your own fan base before you even get to the PR stage for okay. me personally um I mean have like have your socials like I, I I I would take on artists that like have a bit of a like like they kind of know they've kind of done their groundwork they kind of know okay, my fan base is yada, 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 you know, so they have like male, female, non-binary, you know, is it like that That kind of element from it, they know who to target and then all that information I would love to get, you know, and then it's like, okay, then you listen to the music and then you go from my brain, it's like, okay, that person on like 2FM or Today FM or like 98 or even just like can't really see that on radio, but there's something here, you okay. know, so... For me, anyway, I would love to see someone like give it their own shot. I mean, I, I always say do 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 the work yourself because, and I think the more the more the person kind of knows the hard work that a PR like a PR um, ha- has to do, like have your kind of social socials up up and running. I mean, start adding people that like like bloggers and start like like journalists and like radio DJs and stuff like start working on that yourself mm-hmm. make that connection yourself like the PR can only do as much as as, as 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 they can but it's also down to the personal connection with an artist mm-hmm. um, and then I suppose like if you do get to a stage where you're kind of going okay like I've actually gotten like I, I was working, working with an artist called uh, R- Rachel Mahan and, mm. and like she had done so much like even to get to the stage where like she would contact me she was like yeah I've been played on like Spin 103A like RT playlist and I was like mm. what that's that's amazing do you know so there's artists there that are very very much like look I've done this like myself I like there's a lot of work involved I kind of just really want to concentrate on like getting to the stage where I can just concentrate on the music and that's yeah. amazing yeah just even that knowledge, that awareness of for the artists themselves to go, look, I've actually done this. And, you know, but it's not even a case where I'm not going to work with, with, with people who haven't done that either. But yeah. it's just they, they kind of get to know who their fan base is, you know. So if you're going out with, with the first release, you're not really too sure to know, either, isn't it? you know. Yeah. yeah. And like, if you don't know, how is the PR not, like, going to know? You know? Can't, so, yeah, you can't just like... Uh, make an audience appear at exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so like what you think an audience is versus an actual audience is is two very very different things um and like to be honest like if you kind of say to me anyway if like I always go well who supported you within the past whether it be featured on like kind of new music Friday blogs or Mm. you know if there's any kind of supporters that way like you kind of get to know grand at least you have an idea that like this person has kind of has has put has put the work in, yeah, you know. Gra- but there's a graph for it somewhere outside of like exactly. just you yeah. know your passion for it maybe and the artist's passion for it that it's actually yeah. being received somewhere. Received yeah. somewhere, yeah, yeah. As I said, it doesn't necessarily need to be playlisted on radio, but you know, there's certain like you you could count the, like maybe two or three people outside their circle and like within the media that they kind of have caught on to it, you yeah. know. Um, and, and it's a base for me to kind of go, hey, I'm actually working with this artist now, you know, and, you know, kind of 
build up that kind of story with them as well. So, um, and then like, I'd, it's, it's kind of equally with um, people always say, how do I get gigs? <laughs> you know, and it's, it's the same. Well, first of all, I think you just need to practice and like until like hours on end, because if you protect your graft and you like, um, you know, you, you, you need to be able to go into the live, live kind of sector and like, just kind of be really like, um, passionate but also like impress your audience as well so like if you are if you're more concentrating on being playlisted on Spotify versus your actual gigs you know so there's you just need to uh, obviously gigs are coming back now which is great but like there is that element of like you you need to be like the best that that, that, that you can mm-hmm. um and I suppose that again kind of going back to like kind of start out your own social media start out like doing your own gigs because at the end of the day bookers of promoters are interested if the person can sell tickets um and then if you don't if you have like a if you have a base if you go i played upstairs at wheelands we sold it out or upstairs at wheelands and this is what the sales that we had even if it's your 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 aunties and uncles go but like at least you have the evidence there you have that data to to provide that to like bookers and stuff um and then, yeah, like I suppose it's just kind of building that relationship. And like, I think when you're approaching bookers as well, um, like it just short and sweet, like Spotify link, this is what we're about. And then, you know, so kind of like your your social media tags. And I think if you have like, 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 if, like pretty much an essay, like a four sheet mm-hmm. of like stuff, they're not, they don't have time to read it, you know. And it's kind of the same with, with PRs. It's just like we've got so much going on. We've got so many ships in the air. Like we've just got, like we're obviously working on like projects that, that we have now. But like if you just kind of have like a couple of lines and say this is this is our, our timeline, and then you just like again just be sound about it, you know. Um, but just have your your information about who you are like the the stuff that, that that you've done previously previous uh supporters and then yeah obviously the music <laughs> so there's a lot there's like people think that it's just like some rocket science but it's just having those elements in place like again the industry is just so small like it it's it's ridiculously small so if i can't work with an artist whether it be like just due to time or but you you feel that that there's something there i always recommend Someone other else, PRs yeah. um but other PRs that I know will kind of like be into that kind of stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, of, so, of course, like a, yeah. tailor, a tailor-made recommendation. Exactly, it'd yeah. Be the same for, it'd be the same for me if there's something that I feel like, again, I can't add value to, but I know someone else might be able to, or if there's something that I just don't have the time to take it on, but I know that someone else might be interested in this. Is There is like that Rolodex that you have that yeah. you just kind of go to and pass it on. Um, but with the uh, gig stuff, um, you were talking about like, you know, when it comes to like getting gigs and bookers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's it's very, very different. But um, the singular thing, I want to go into that yeah. because I like, like I said, personally, and I genuinely mean this, I think singular are booking some of the best gigs that are happening in, in Ireland at the moment, which is nice. Good to know. <laughs> um, and I, I just want to like the experience so far, right, because this yeah. is, it's a relatively new thing. Yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily... PR as a whole, it's like a little bit more than that, I think, right? Like there's mm-hmm. a bit more involved. Yeah. Um, what is the immediate difference? So obviously working from the MCD to Aiken Promotions um, to freelance Michelle White PR mm. to Singler. Um, 
With Singler, I've kind of... So Singler is basically made up of uh, directors Finn O'Leary, Simon Merriman and Brian Hand. Um, they have um, obviously vast amount of experience within working within the, the industry. They've booked like phenomenal acts throughout the years. As I said before, through like MCD with Darren McKennedy, 1975, um, quite recently, Alt-J. Um, I saw that actually done yeah. announcement. That's, yeah, it's going to be and a good like, show. They're working with acts like, I mean, the vast amount from like Clannad to like Fontaine CC to like Gilliband, you know, so there's there's yeah. a very much like vast majority of wide range of genres. It's, it's, it is very wide, <laughs> wide, should I say, because like even um, I was like, I was scrolling through the upcoming gigs list and like yeah. one I saw that was particularly pertinent to me was Mr. Jukes and Bernie Arnest. Like, yeah. I love that record so yeah. much, but like, I would have listened to a lot of Bombay Bicycle Club back in the day as well. So like even yeah. just those little things are, you know, that's like indie side coming through. But Absolutely. also you've got like the punk stuff with yeah. Fontaines and like the spoken word kind of elements of that. And then Alt-J is like different again. And yeah. like there's like some hip hop elements with um, the Barney Art side of stuff. And then the, like the bills are just phenomenal. Like yeah. the, the very diverse. Yeah. Very, very diverse. Yeah. And I think that that kind of that that experience, that kind of passion, and like again, it's like I think we we are like a really good fit because I said previously that like I like music is my passion, and like to just be working on artists that like whether either like you're releasing singles or you know to be working on their live shows. Um, so like they they would have um, they have uh, the backing of of Kilimanjaro within the UK. Okay. Um, they kind of give structure for like accountants and like kind of just structure templates and stuff like that. Um, so there is that kind of connection within the UK as well. So like a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff, like it is technically, it's a very small team. Um, as I said, there's the three, three directors, myself, and then a digital guy as well. Mm. So, um, Simon, um, so there is, we're a very small team, but I think that we We've gotten so far, which is, you know, we've we've kind of just if, gone if you, from zero gigs to like but <laughs> hundreds also of gigs. As well, on like a, a kind of a bigger scale, like if to get from the all the individual careers that you had, yeah. you know, to this point where you were like running your own mm. promotions company. Like it's, yeah, it's incredibly, it's, it's, it's a great testament to the work that you've done over the years, all of you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like... Daunting but exciting, particularly yeah, with all the stuff absolutely. that's like yeah. going on right now. Like it's Gig City, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think we all kind of had to go. Like we were obviously like a team and stuff. And I was kind of, I, I was still kind of freelancing um, during it, but I was like, I was working with them. Um, so we're kind of like working on campaigns, but then obviously we're just like, okay, this gig's on, and then it was like for a month or two, and I was just like, I'll like reduce capacity. Then we're kind of like working on campaigns and stuff and then like gigs will be off. So that there's like, we're kind of just like, it was, it was like a spiraling thing. We were just mm-hmm. like, what are we actually going to do? You know, so, but I think everyone was in the exact same boat because you could put the amount of hours in, you can like run some ads or you can do interviews, but like, if there's no gigs, there's this like, it, it was, it, I wouldn't say a waste of an interview, but there's nothing to advance the show in order to, 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 to advance the ticket sales. So then it went from like pretty much like there's no gigs happening. We were kind of just announcing shows. Didn't really know what was going to happen. Are they going to happen? Um, and the words we schedule, I think I've seen like a like hundred million times. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's funny because at the start of like 
even like late 2019 I bought tickets for gigs in 2020 that yeah. I only just went to two months ago oh, you know, know. <laughs> like to do, to do a leap a gig I, now it was worth the wait yeah. I have to say it was really worth the wait but like the fact that like that was meant to be in May 2020 and then it was cancelled to like I don't know like September 2021 to yeah. like May 2022 do you know what I mean it's just it was non-stop but yeah. yeah, we've all seen it. We've all forgot we had tickets to stuff and realised on the day. Like, that, that alone is a, is my task in itself. Do yeah. not going away. It's just to, but it's it's all like, so my role now in singular artists is, is PR slash marketing slash admin. <laughs> so okay. I've, I've kind of, there's, there's actually like, I'm basically doing three jobs in one. Um, but they're very, like, I'm very much involved within the company um, from like, as I said, the like the PR perspective, um, working with artists, but also working from from like a like a company alone, you know. So kind of building that that kind of brand, like brand awareness, to something that I hadn't been doing before, which is the marketing. I I mentioned previously, I do have a degree in marketing, but never really kind of practiced that. Um, like from like booking ads, either like radio or like online ads and stuff. I'm kind of getting to know and it's it's different and it's it's so good because it's kind of like I'm not doing the same thing all the time, you know, and so and, and like sometimes you're kind of going to like the same people all the time, you know, and yeah. it, it is nice to be doing something like a little bit different and especially from like the admin side of stuff as well, yeah. which is a whole new, like it's like a job in, in itself. Yeah. But like <laughs> for me, it's just like it's challenging, it's different and it's like I'm kind of learning more as like my career, like from just again from like 18 year old Michelle if you were to say what are you going to be doing like in like 10 years time or yes. you know more more than that um to say that to now is just like I would never even like think about it you know and like for even to just have like a small team it's great because we kind of have like I suppose it's like you're you're, you're kind of looking at, at things on like a smaller scale but like it's smaller scale. I mean, like obviously you're you're dealing with like the artist and how how we can go that extra mile for that artist. And then by having me on board, you're kind of going and you're you're kind of taking the artist. You're still going to radio. You are still going to online blogs and you're still going to print. So people that like have never play, been played here before, but they're from America or from the UK and stuff. Yeah, you're still bring, bringing that that person's story, and then you're still going to to media in order for them to build up the fan base in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So like. It's still, I'm kind of still doing that, uh, whether it be working with like freelance work and like working with like uh, homegrown acts or whatever, but you're still kind of going to the same people. Um, then obviously with, with like marketing stuff, like we, we've got a, um, a series called Water Than Pictures in, in the National Museum of Ireland, Car- Collins Barracks. Mm. There's like Alt-J, Simply Red, the or, or, uh, the orchestra, or, RTE Orchestra um, are, are doing tunes from like Tin Lizzy. Yeah, I saw um, that. That's, so that yeah. that be class. Yeah, uh, and be then like Fleet one. Foxes. So like there's that kind of series. It's like pretty much the first of, of, of the outdoors and especially for a company that like hasn't been going that long to, to be able to do and like the, the venue is absolutely incredible. Brilliant. 
brilliant. I was actually I was only there the other night for years and years. Like, and then we um, with Nilo again. We did a gig on St Patrick's Day in there. Yeah. And I think the St Patrick's Day one was one of the first shows they ever did in there. Yes. Yeah. And it was just it went off without a hitch. So good. Sound is great. Yeah. Like the location is just oh, ideal. Like, can't like, be. <laughs> yeah. It's, but like even that, like you've got Kilmain. I'm just down the road. Mm-hmm. Um. It's nice to be able to like explore. And again, this is kind of stemming from like three, you know, essentially two and a half to three years of closure. Yeah. You now have like so much more of an impetus to do these things, like uh, particularly with booking agents, I suppose, from the booking side of things, they want to have bands in. And because of the venue situation now in Dublin, particularly, but I suppose around the country generally, um, the gap in sizes is very, you know, it's it's kind of jarring sometimes because like it's Olympia and then Arena and the scale from that is is yeah. pretty large. There's like no in between. And then yeah. from like Button Factory to Academy is very big. And then from Academy to Olympia is very big. So the yeah. margin seems to be kind of growing each exactly. time. So it's nice to have like the outdoor shows, like you've got Fairview Park, you've got Malahide Castle. Now you've got Collins Barracks, you've yeah. got Kilmainham, you've got all of these like stop gaps kind of which yes, is nice yeah. you know yeah and it, it is it, and like to be honest like it's it's good for us to be able to like have that kind of vast amount so like we obviously do shows from like upstairs at Whelan's to Three Arena and then it's yeah. like to be able to provide something for like the outdoors um, I mean three of, of the four shows are going to be seated um, so like there's that element as well so to be able to to provide that, and then you know, there's obviously room to expand. You know, I'm I'm, I'm sure you're you're at you, you, uh, the years and years um, gig at the weekend. Yeah. So like, there's all that kind of space there as well. The you know, space. so there's there's, there's, there's that space, room yeah. to like develop and to like like just yeah, it's all, it's all about kind of providing and just developing as a company as well, and of kind of just like dealing with like the promotions, like the the, the right promotion, uh, the. It, production company sorry um mm. to to be able to to, to provide that because i think what we've what well i suppose i'm completely biased when i say this but like there's the element of kind of treating the artist and like with respect and like you're just being nice to the artist and like yeah absolutely it's just that those kind of little touches that that singer will provide and from like nice even pre-gig yeah it's nice to the well, actual gig it's nice as well to have that though at the same time even like i'm more kind of talking about like local acts for this yeah because they're gonna want to like they're gonna want to work with you again then it's just yeah. that kind of thing is like even just small little things like you go to like a small venue, I don't know, down the country, you're doing a gig and like the, oh, it's generally the owner of the venue that treats you really well. Yeah. Right. And then you remember that and you remember their name and you want to go back there the next time. And like to have that for, you know, a company who's doing stuff on a larger and international scale as well, particularly like booking acts from the UK, from Europe, from um, the States and they're coming here. Yeah. Uh, to like be able to, you know, stand behind that and, you know, build those relationships because, like, let's face it, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's about building Absolutely. those relationships so that the next time they come back, it might be a bigger gig and they're going to go with you. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you approach yeah. them to do that or if they're booking a tour, they might reach out to you first or whatever, yeah, you know. Exactly. Kind of way, so. And I mean, like, just like as, as an example, um, the Backseat Lovers are, are an act that, like, had to be upgraded to the Button Factory. Pretty much they sold out the Button Factory they're obviously going to come back for like a bigger venue, you know, and it's that, but it's, and then like on on the day 
I was doing promo with them. Do you know? What I mean? So it's all about kind of like looking at the the time scale and looking at like, okay, there's obviously an appetite here for their music. Um, they're going to come back to a bigger venue. So let's just get get promo done within the day, you know. And and there's there's that subtle difference because obviously at, at the time there was nothing really to to promote because there's no other bigger shows. Yeah. But you're kind of looking at that attention to detail. You're going, well, obviously they're they're going to come back. Let's just do stuff on on on, on, on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like in terms of interviews oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So like let's just start building like something up. You know, so like they're an act that obviously have built up again, going back, built up their own following here uh, through obviously like Spotify, through TikTok and stuff. They've kind of done their own work. Mm-hmm. Then to they come to Ireland, they sold at the the Bolton factory, which is incredible, and then. It takes, you know, a promotions company like like Singler or Singler um, <laughs> to be able to just be aware of that and go, okay, let's just have like some forward thinking and go, okay, let's just get 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 them in, do some interviews, maybe hold the interviews until you know the show or just even just start building that up, you know, because like all all of that kind of stuff, it does reflect on on like the, the future shows. Um, so there's that, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, Singer are the only ones to do it, but it's not, it's not rocket science, mm-hmm. but it's that attention to detail, that care that, that goes in. And you do, you do need someone like that to, 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 to really just give the respect that, that the artist has, mm-hmm. you know, so there's, yeah, there's a mutual respect there. I, I know for a fact that, you know, Singer is all about building relationships, no matter what kind of, um, whether it be agents within the UK or management or, you know, as I said, like we work with kind of, lo- even if they're assigned to like a major label, we'd always check in with the label and go, is there anything we can do to help or, you know, and then I kind of filter through uh, interviews or requests through them, do you know? Yeah. So Ireland, again, it's just so small and it's just, there's there's these kind of checklists that you just need to have, especially dealing with like an international act Um and it is, it's very important to, uh, to just be aware of like, like obviously if, 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 if they're in the day of like the show, okay, what else can we, can we do to like promote the show? Is it like, I was just, um, I was up in Belfast there like last week for the vamps. Yeah. Um, so they were, they were supporting pick, pick to this. So I was doing promo with them for their three arena and Belfast shows that are in December. So like there's that, that kind of, you're you're looking at that act and yeah, go, exactly. well, they're in yeah. Ireland. Let's just do something yeah. to know. Yeah, so yeah. Um, thinking ahead of time, like exactly, trying to stay yeah. trying to stay ahead of the game a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and again, look, it's it's all about you know obviously promoting the show and selling the tickets, but it's 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 nice for the artist to feel that that care from the from the promoter yeah. as well. You know, at the so, early stage too. You know, like yeah. that that's that's going to translate very. You know, they're they're going to think very highly of that. I yeah. think you know because. Again, like if you're doing the work six months ahead of time, like it's yeah. pretty, it, you know, that's pretty a pretty gracious thing to yeah. do as well. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Um, I wanted to go into one thing as well. When you're talking about scale, right, um, and kind of the size of like the, I suppose on on a grand scale, the size of the industry, mm-hmm. um, is so the UK is only it's a stone's throw away, yeah. right? They like. Clearly, there's a massive amount of, you know, agents booking. Like, there's the industry as a whole is massive over there, right? Yeah. It's like the the hub on this side of the world, essentially, for the music industry. Um, 
with Singular, you were saying there's kind of a plug-in with the UK, which yeah. is nice because you're mm-hmm. kind of getting like some filtering down yeah. through that. And like, obviously that's going to lead to like good bookings, great shows. And the fact that like Dublin is the, I suppose, westernmost capital in Europe is nice as well um, because it's close to the States and it's like a nice jumping off point for US tours into Europe and stuff mm-hmm. like that is, is nice as well. But um, on the other side of that, like the industry really does feel like it's in the UK and Ireland feels like to me sometimes it can only go so far mm-hmm. right so what first of all why here and why not why not take the leap to the UK to like expand and do like stuff on a grander scale because mm-hmm. I think with the industry being a lot more established over there and like you know having that kind of name for itself as like the kind of hub in on this side of the world. Yeah. Um, why not take the jump over there? And also what is the difference between the two? If you have seen anything between like working from the UK perspective of like artists coming from that side yeah. on a bigger scale and then the homegrown artists here. Um, well, Ireland's my home, yeah. <laughs> first of all. You know, all my friends are here and my family is here. Um, I mean, yeah, look, I, I, I have thought about it before. Um, but to be honest, I mean, unless you're going to give me a whopper job, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there there is that 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 element, um, and I think to like I'm I am a homebird like myself, um, and to be honest, I've I I think I've kind of like I've done well in terms of like working with three of the the major players in terms of like gig gig promotions, of course, um, and obviously set, setting up my own thing as well. So I mean, to be honest. Yeah, there's definitely like a fair, fair amount of like difference between working with like kind of like Ireland scale versus the UK. And yeah. I, I think I touched on it before with like the whole jungle campaign is that like I, I got to know that like through AWOL like uh, recordings that they, they're like, they're on it, you know, and mm-hmm. they're just like, but like, <laughs> and I'm not going to go into like Slayton Radio or, you know, <laughs> in terms of like our Irish media, like there is way more opportunities for for artists to develop within the UK scale because you have the likes of your there's BBC an infrastructure there. yeah, yeah there's like BBC Radio 6 which I literally listen to all the time when I'm home um you know so there's 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 that element there's more up op- op- opportunities for people to like develop and like I know artists that I've worked with like with JLOL like he's kind of concentrating within the UK now as well so there's artists there that like but then again like people in the UK and Dublin always talk. Um, and I think with the likes of the, the infrastructure with like, say, Ireland Music Week, there's a lot of UK people will come and like to give talks and stuff. But I think for me, especially with, with Irish artists, if I'm dealing from like a freelance perspective, if they're creating enough buzz within their own territory, it will travel on to, to, to the UK. Okay. Um, I mean, and I, and I think that that has, that has been the case for, for a long time. Ireland music industry is very very small not just in like PR or whatever like you're you're speaking like legal you're speaking with As a whole, like yeah, yeah it, it like is very if, you, small. if 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 someone goes oh have you heard of this, this artist whether it be in bim or you know all those people are so connected that like or even if like a uk person would say it to me going oh have you heard of this act and like if i say yes or even i say no and if i ask someone else and they're like oh yeah you know i have heard of them Do you know so there's there's like it's not even like six degrees of separation. It's like probably two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like yeah. there is, but like for me, I, I, I feel as an, as an Irish artist that you do need to pretty much promote yourself in your own territory 
that hard work will definitely pay off within the UK. Um, I like I I sometimes recommend like depending on on obviously the artist that like if you're working with like a UK PR. Like I always say that like Ireland is kind of like a sheep in a way, you know, they're, like w- whatever is happening within the UK, Ireland, Ireland will follows. take, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. They, they'll definitely take notice and like, okay, grand. So like, say if, if you've been played in like BBC Radio 6 or like Radio 1 and stuff, like there is that crossover and like people will actually go, like, it's like they have their ears spiked up, you know, and if the more that you're, you're looking after elements of kind of both kind of territories, like eventually the hard work will definitely pay off. Like there's, there's like you, you, you I, I can sit here and go, yeah, you know, if you're doing this and this, but like the artist has to be like working like themselves. And of course, like, yeah. Um, and yeah. it's the same with like PRs as well. So like, I think like for me, I mean, yes, there's obviously, there's that element of like, there was a thought, but I was just like, do you know what? I've built up my own reputation here and I've like, I've had a, such a vast amount of experience. Like UK, as I said, like, it's you're, you're saying it's like a stone throw away like mm. there is that kind of possibility for like to to, to collaborate and especially like working with singular artists and, and, and uh, Kilimanjaro there probably will be opportunities to like go back and forth with it within the UK course, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know for me I have my contacts here and it's like I have a home here and like I'm very happy here you know yeah. so for me to be able to just go I'm I'm happy I'm confident with within my own position and it's like there, but I, I always do recommend that like you, you do have that kind of as an artist anyway and especially coming from like so I, I, I'll use Jungle as an example like they, they, they've gotten success from like Irish radio uh, before yeah. they were looking at someone to do, do to do that, the campaign here so they released their album um, last year and it was kind of like they they obviously due to COVID they weren't going to tour here Um so they needed to find a different angle and just, you know, so working with a, a recording company like AWOL, like they did have pluggers within the UK and like obviously our Ireland's landscape is like slightly different because I think Irish PRs do absolutely everything for the campaign, whereas the UK, the UK they use um, radio pluggers and then they hire someone else to do online stuff and then they hire someone else to do print. So it's like split out it's a lot more. Out, yeah, so like it is a lot of, of, of expense, obviously, but I think, I think I'd, I, like I think geographically it's just too small to be able to just concentrate on like just one element which would be radio do you know yeah, and the, like there yeah. is obviously PRs that like so, sometimes you could do you, you can hire like like a couple of, of PRs to do like just radio plugging and then the others would be like concentrating on like the magazines or like print and then like on, like online stuff yeah. as well so you can do that I'm not saying that you know there's you have to get all or nothing yeah. but it's that kind of adaptability that you that, that 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 you definitely need so um i i feel that i've built up a vast amount of of experience um and i kind of like it as well you know i i like the way that i it's not just you're dealing with radio people you're not like you're only dealing with bloggers and stuff. Yeah. So there is that kind of... Um, diversity is always exactly. nice in your job. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. of course. Um, and then again, I, was, I said it before, is that like what you would pitch to to print isn't exactly what you're going to be pitched to radio. Yeah. Um, so you get to know that 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 as well. Um, but yeah, look, I'm, I'm not kind of dissing the UK in any way, but um, yeah, I think there's... they they It's like, it's a, wild, it's a well-oiled machine, but they do have the infrastructure for, for artists to develop on a larger scale as mm-hmm. opposed to Ireland here. Um, 
again, they have options in terms of radio. They have, you know, obviously well-known blogs with like NME or Pitchfork. And, you know, so there's loads of kind of, there's loads of kind of outlets that you can go to. Um, and I mean, like, look, Ireland is, you know, there's magazines out there that are kind of emerging stuff as well. And they have been quite, like, like from my own experience, and especially coming from like the Aiken promotions to freelance stuff, like, I think I sent out a tweet the day that I was uh, that I was officially let let go from 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 Aikens, and I sent out a tweet, and I did like a pretty much like a Facebook thing, mm. and like a load of people came came to me like, "Oh, congratulations, that's amazing!" And I was just like, it was so overwhelming. I was like, "Oh God, what have I done?" Yeah. <laughs> so like, and then I was like, and I'm very proud of of the fact that I've never chased or never pitched to mute to like artists and stuff like hey do you want to do PR it's all through word of mouth and I think that like that that alone for me like during especially those unsure times of like Course, am I going to yeah. get on your work <laughs> you know so that that was that that was giving me like a that that confidence to go oh wow I actually do yeah, have something here, here. Yeah. yeah I have like there's a, there's a place for me yeah. <laughs> you know so and that like that is huge you know yeah. to have that reassurance of that being fed back to you from, you know, the the world like you're putting yeah. you're putting yourself out there and it's actually being fed back in. That was a, a big thing for me as well when I went yeah full time into music and especially like I said you know working on a steady nine to five job for eight years um, yeah it was totally different to the music industry um, but the, and, and the move which kind of made the move even more terrifying really yeah um, so you know, not having had that experience, but also having that weird limbo thing where it's, I can't take on anymore until I pack in this, but yes, I also yeah. can't pack in this yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, I don't feel Catch like it's... 22. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a total rock and hard play situation. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was incredibly rewarding to have done it. And, you know, clearly it's yeah, it's it's paid its dividends to yourself. Absolutely, as well. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, with the you, you're speaking kind of like on, you know, um, with the gig stuff and like booking gigs with Singular and stuff like that. With with access, I, I, want, I kind of want to focus mainly here, because mm-hmm. um, I think with like the larger scale stuff and you know you're working with UK booking agents and there's like mm-hmm. booking agents coming from like with the likes of Alche and stuff like that. You're yeah. probably going to be dealing with their booking agents. They're yeah. based you know elsewhere. So with local acts, right, yeah. to be noticed enough for, I suppose this is talking more about booking than PR or marketing, but maybe have an insight um, when it comes to being noticed to actually book a show yeah I think that's like I suppose one of the <laughs> the secrets of the industry quote unquote like <laughs> it's like that weird thing that like no one really knows like what it is but I suppose yeah. like people will kind of think initially is like social media following buzz on like numbers on Spotify if there's radio play stuff like that mm-hmm. is that the hard and fast rule for being noticed to book shows or is there like an element of like personal passion in there that like you like you or someone else in the say singular conglomerate just I'm using this mm-hmm. kind of singular as an example it's not yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah, no, like a yeah. you know just thinking about how that would like what the process is there and like what, what ha- how that happens how the kind of yeah. cogs turn um, well obviously look I'm, I, I hands up I am not a booker I yeah. you know it's like I'm, and I'm only speaking from like just 
looking at it, you know, happening. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to speak for, 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 for the lads in Singler. They obviously have their own process. Of course, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I I did mention that like you just I think you just need to practice like practice 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 like be good at what you do and like the live circuit um and like for me like we're a small office and if I feel that this act is like and you know the the, the lads take on you know stuff that that I I would say like. Just even from like, I know we obviously were speaking about kind of the, the live stuff, even just like we do like podcast events or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And like, if I'm listening to like a podcast that I feel that that, that there's something there, I'd say, lads, maybe check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same when it comes to like live shows or uh, artists um, for live shows. Live shows. Um, but there is like the lads will work with with people and like I am just using like say like the new dad for an example, like Simon would have worked with them from pretty much the get go. He would have heard the music. He like and and it, it is like Simon would have worked with like Fontaines and Gilliband and um, from the infancy stages. Yeah, kind of. yeah, okay. pretty much. So like there is that 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 element. Like they they are fantastic overall of what of what they do. Um, they know exactly like. They just they 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 can they can hear it, you know, and 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 they they kind of they're they're they they very much have like the ear to to, to the ground, especially like with new music, and it's something that like maybe I don't have that experience with. So like that's just when when they book the shows, and then it's all about like a conversation with them, and they just explain to me their story, and they kind of do their own PR yeah. <laughs> with like yeah. with, with with the acts, and then it's up to me. Then like apart from having like obviously doing the research and that, so mm. there is that. I think yeah, with there's that the, the lads are just so good at what they do, and there's no formula, I suppose, in any way. But I, I suppose if you are, if you are approaching like a, a, like a booker, I I'd always suggest not having an A four C of like what you like, who you are, what like you know, and maybe just kind of say, this is the story in, in a few lines. Here's like your Spotify link. Some sometimes it doesn't. People say, "Oh, do I have like a press pack or not?" And so I I know that the lads are just like the industry as a whole is just like really busy at the minute. You want short, snappy, short, sweet, inf- yeah. yeah, information about who you are, what you're about, what your influence is, um, what's your plan. You know, like there's no point in going, "Oh, I just want gigs," and it's like, "Well, like, do you have anything coming out or like?" have you just released the album or are are you, are, release, are you releasing like your first single or you know have these kind of elements and stuff have like a plan I always say plan for the six months or to a year have your goals in place what you want to see yeah. who you want to work with um, and just kind of you know have your own like house in order you know there's no point in expecting the bookers to magically give you ex- like everything that, that you want like you need to know yourself what you actually want yeah. Um, and then, yeah, look, it's just about being sound, having having relationships, asking them out for a coffee, knowing that like maybe ha- having your own show your, yourself. And I think I said it before, it's just like having that base, that data and invite them down to the show, like find out who exactly that you need to that you need to talk to Um and look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for anyone who wants advice. I'm like, yeah, let's go for coffee or, you know, yeah. so I, like, especially people who want to get into the music industry from like a very, very young artist sta- stage or, you know, I, there's like email addresses are not this, 
like difficult to get like f- follow them on Twitter yeah exactly Do they're you know, usually knocking around somewhere not, like exactly yeah, yeah. and like yeah. to speak to bodies like um first music contact and you know th- like there's there's elements out there to to help you to just get get in to yeah. the music industry um but you know find out what the what what the bookers are, are booking what kind of shows they you know that you would like to see um like we're always looking for like support acts and stuff that you know are kind of are quite similar within the the main acts um genre yeah so if, yeah like e- even if it is that a case where you're like just keep us in mind for any kind of future support slots or you know th- so there's that that kind of way of getting into and then having these conversations with the bookers as well so okay. um yeah like again i'm not a booker <laughs> the, the no, information it's a good could insight. be completely wrong but yeah. it's just from what i've kind of picked up on yeah. is just yeah you just like don't ov- overbear like the bookers with like don't inundate them with like a Wikipedia page live yeah, story type exactly. thing. Just yeah. keep it short, yeah. snappy. Um maybe just say, I you know, I recently saw saw you book this this show and that show or you know, the like as I said, the email addresses are out there, contacts. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't just cold call them either. If you find the number, just don't call them. <laughs> <laughs> um but just yeah, so just have that just have your wits about it, you okay. know, ha- have have your goals in place. Like again, it's not a magic wand that that they're going to do like maybe just go we're releasing this this date and then like six months time you want to release you know we want to release an album or whatever so there's um there's ways to work with with promoters um and I think that you just need to be passionate about what you do as well and kind of have yeah have your house in order basically that goes back to I think what we were talking about earlier on like if it's not genuine I think people know yeah you can like there is a sense for that you know um I think it's like it's funny. I feel like there's a heightened sense of it in the music industry as well, which yeah. is like kind of nice. It's like its own little filter. Yeah. Um. But to finish up, there's one thing I wanted to ask, and it was like I I feel like it might be lockdown. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, what is your career highlight to date, or a, a like a, a reel of career highlights? If there's like a handful of them that Ooh. stick out, I think Dermot Kennedy's probably up there. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. I recently promoted uh, the Mike Hammer Roman show. Um, Dream come true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, by all means, like it went off without a hitch. It seemed yeah, it was like yeah. I remember. I was actually I was actually in here on the night of the show. I didn't get to see the show, which I was kind of gutted about. But like driving home, I could see like all the people walking up from oh, coming. It was like Central Bank all over again. <laughs> like it was it was really cool. It was a really was cool great. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. To be honest, lockdown definitely being, being being one of them um i recently enough as i said my chemical romance um like i started out that show working with Aiken promotions mm. um i was actually on holiday and i was like we were like literally arranging the, the the campaign when i was on holiday um like probably a week and a half later covid hit everything <laughs> was like cancelled yeah. L- like obviously being let go and then to just literally just do like a full circle be, be like come back to the to the campaign as a freelancer had like a few weeks to promote the show and yeah it it was great for me to just have done like a full circle of like obviously a really unsure time didn't really know what was happening and then to just come back to that and obviously my, my chemical romans were insane <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. But yeah, look. To be honest, like there is, there's, there's, there's so many. Like, like even like kind of lo- looking back and like artists that I've kind of promoted or festivals that that I've uh, that I've done, 
it's like if I actually take a step back, do you know when like I suppose it's it's with everything. If you take a step back and go, wow, I actually did that, you know, and it's just yeah, yeah. yeah, and just really taking that perspective, and it's just like just be really grateful for for the career that I've had. Like overall, there is obviously a few highlights, but overall, it's it has been amazing um, to get to this stage where like I'm still in it, and you know, I there's a new there's new challenges with singular artists, and you know, as I said, it's not. It's a relatively uh, youth kind of company, but there is so much to grow. There's so much to build. And that's um, super exciting that's, as well. Yeah, exactly. Because like with the scale of, you know, how the company grows, the shows and the, and the campaigns and exactly, all yeah. of the stuff around it's going to grow as well. Yeah. And like I said earlier, it's like, it's a testament. To, like, you're like kind of saying, you know, it's great that I'm still here and like I'm still <laughs> in it. But like, I, I know the work you've done um, going the whole way back to lockdown. <laughs> I had no idea that you were actually involved in that up until like you mentioned it. But um, like again, just even working with you closely on stuff for this podcast and um, seeing the campaigns that you had going around for like the Tumper album mm. and even like you said, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. It, it's clearly a testament to like you're here because of your talent and you know, the the role that you play in the Irish industry so mm-hmm. um really really grateful that you came in to sit down and appreciate it no, so much thank you and it's it's I, it's so weird and I actually hats off to anyone who does in, interviews because like yeah it's it, it can be a little bit daunting but no this is this is very good this is chill <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad I try to keep it like yeah. you know on a certain level a certain chill yeah. level but thanks so much Michelle I really no appreciate thank you coming thank you so in. much thank thanks you so much Michelle for taking the time um, and thanks for being so open thanks for the transparency thanks for absolutely everything uh, and all the information I really do think that um, you know if you're an artist who's listening to this if you're an industry expert it's just all so interesting to be quite honest um, uh, maybe it's like a calling that I missed I don't know um, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed like listening to all of the bits and bobs and yeah really enjoyed getting to meet Michelle and sitting down chatting to her finally after you know <laughs> after knowing who Michelle is and the work that she does for like such a long time um, as you heard in the episode unbeknownst to me at, at points but um, yeah serious uh, it was a it was a seriously f- f- fun full circle moment to, to get her in and have a chat so yeah really enjoyed it thank you Michelle and thank you listeners for sticking with with us to this point um, I know it's a long show but it is a periodical so I hope you'll forgive me for indulging myself a little bit Um in you know the length of the episodes and uh yeah just really appreciate your support so thank you so so much um again no encore has just joined instagram please give us a follow over on instagram it's at no encore show i'm trying to get that right at no encore show on instagram and on twitter as well um definitely give us a follow keep up to date with all that's going on there'll be episode previews we'll have some throwbacks in there as well um yeah it's going to be it's going to be where you're going to keep up best I think with with what's going on outside of the main feed of the podcast speaking of which please hit subscribe save this podcast um, 
wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Music, Pod, or Apple Podcasts, should I say, um, Pocket Cast, Acast, wherever you're listening um, to your podcasts, your podcatchers. It really does go a long way and it means that like you won't miss any episodes as they come out. So um, yeah, please do hit the subscribe button, rate us as well. That's like how podcasts kind of get, you know, boosted up the ranks we get a little bit more listeners maybe than we would have before so yeah it's definitely nice and please like i said at the top of the show just if you enjoyed this please tell your friends um whether it be the main show my show um before the encore or uh, no popcorn the music the music related movies offshoot that is how you say that that's the tongue twister if you say it too fast um yeah dave norma higgins and sorry dave dave higgins and norma howard excuse me um they all host that show usually and there's the odd guest thrown in here as there is with the normal show so it's not just the same voices you're hearing all the time but uh yeah definitely give us a give us a follow on uh whatever wherever you get your podcast make sure you're staying up to date and um, follow us on our socials instagram and twitter at no encore show and please uh if you can and are willing and you really like what we do and you think it's worth the fiver a month, please do um, get over to patreon.com slash noencore. Sign up there. We will be forever grateful. It's enabled us to enhance the show in so many ways. So um, yeah, we hope to constantly keep improving and that's all thanks to you. So again, this is me for the month. Um, I do make cameo appearances on the the regular show. So uh, do listen out for me every now and again. Usually, uh, I don't know, usually just poking my head in where it's not wanted. But I mean, what can you do? The lads let me on the podcast and I have a microphone, so God love them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, another month gone. Um, next month, um, I'm excited about next month's podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to say exactly what it's going to be yet, but it is being recorded in July. I'm very happy that uh, I'm doing it. It's not just one interview, which is nice. Um but that's as much as I'm going to say on it um, for the moment. So uh, do stay tuned. That'll be back at the last Monday of the month in July. Um, as for now, hope you're having a great summer. There's lots of gigs on. Make sure you're getting to them. Check out Singular Artists. Um, check out Michelle's work, michellewhyheadpr.com. Singular Artists, check them out, their website, singularartists.ie. You'll see what I meant when I said like the gigs are phenomenal that they're booking at the moment i do i do think that they have a very exciting future ahead of them and i really look forward to seeing what they they bring uh to dublin over the next little while to dublin and beyond should i say you know dublin cork galway belfast the whole lot so i'm very very much looking forward to that and gonna stay up to date with what they're up to but again until next month i've been sonic architect adam shanahan this has been before the encore there will be no encore and i'm back next month take care Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.